Hi, hello, it's AJ, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Waffling Podcast. How are you guys this week? Hope you guys are doing good. Hope you guys are getting stuff done or chilling out and having a good time. Yeah. So let's get on with the customs. To all of my new listeners, welcome to the podcast. And whoever is not, welcome back. Lovely to have you guys here, as always. Be sure to follow the Waffling Podcast on Instagram for any random things that I want to post. This is a generally clean podcast, so I will keep any weird words and weird topics to a minimum. You don't need to worry about that. And with that said, let's get this rolling. So I've had this one thought or topic in mind, and I guess something that I wanted to share with you guys, or ask for your opinion as well, because I'm not really quite sure about this, but the question or topic that I had in mind was, is it good to compare yourself with others or is it something that's considered bad or something that's negative and it's kind of like a tug of war kind of thing because there are pros and cons into comparing yourself with others and i feel like there's certainly a line between good and bad but i'm not really sure myself let's dive into this i guess if you ask me my opinion on this matter would be when it comes to things in life maybe it's academic wise or how you look or how you act or maybe in sports or things like that you know comparing yourself can be a lot of things and especially i know in the asian household or basically every household there was always your parents comparing you to another student or another child of their friends or something like hey, this guy got 10 A's, how many A's did you get, uh, and, and all that stuff, and you know, it's just a mess if you ask me. But I feel that comparing yourself is good to a certain point until it becomes bad. That's my take on it, I guess. I feel that when you compare yourself to others, when you look at another person and you say, hey, this guy is like doing a lot better than I am, I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine to be envious of another person because of what they do. It's completely fine to feel like, oh my god, he can do it, probably I can do it as well. It gives you a little bit of motivation, I must say, and a little bit of drive. And also, it allows you to realize that it's something that you are capable of doing. If this person can do it, I can do it too, right? That's kind of the logic that I have. If I look at people and I feel like people are struggling as well and they're like, oh, I can't do this. This is so hard. I'm going to be feeling the same thing as well. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I can't do this. If they can't do it, I can't do it either. It's going to be really hard. But the moment that someone actually is able to do it, the moment that I see someone who can able to achieve that much, probably get A's on this subject or whatever, then I'm going to be like, hey. If he can do it, I can do it too. I'm going to be a little bit more envious to that person and be like, probably work harder to a point where I can be at the same level as that person. If you ask me, comparing yourself in that way, in order to better yourself, in order for you to understand or comprehend that you yourself can get to that point and you yourself can work hard to be able to reach that point, I think it's fine. Because it's bringing you to a better place. It's bringing you to a place that you never imagined that you could have been there, you know? I feel that comparing yourself turns sour when instead of being envious of someone, you start to become 
more to jealous and it starts to bring out more negative personality traits and negative thoughts and all of these bad things you know this is a point where you look at someone and they're probably doing good in life and then you get jealous and you're like why are they doing good why can't i do good why am i so bad at this and you're trying to convince yourself otherwise you know you start saying that that guy probably had all the time in the world to work on it i didn't have much time or you start to make excuses you know things like that when it starts turning negative and messy rather than it being a motivation for you it demotivates you and it turns you into something that you're not really proud of you become jealous you become angry at the other people and you start wishing for bad things upon that person you know you don't congratulate them or you start pulling away from them just because that they're doing better than you i feel like that's when things start to be bad and that's when comparing yourself to others looking at their progress and judging your own progress that's when it starts to turn sour that's when it's, it's a time where you shouldn't really compare yourself there are also other times where you shouldn't compare yourself when it comes to especially when other people compare you to another person that that's just a bad feeling overall you know it's someone else putting pressure on you uh, that kind of sucks i must tell you that and i also think that it's not great to compare yourself when it's something that you're just starting to understand and just something that you're starting to try out if you're venturing off into something new you can't really expect yourself to be good at it you have to learn and it takes time to be able to learn if you do something new and you start comparing yourself to others and you start saying why am i not at this point in life why am i not as good as as this person that's going to demotivate you and that's going to bring you down and you're going to stop trying that new thing that you wanted to try out because you're not getting the same results as other people who have been doing it for a long time although that you've been doing it for such a short time it's something that you need to be able to work on yourself and figure things out by yourself you know as an example i can tell you is this podcast I really tried my hardest not to compare my podcast with anyone else's podcast because it's something that I really had to get my rhythm going and something that I had to take time to be able to grow into it. It's something that I had to work on. If I were to compare myself to people who have been doing podcasts for like over a year or more than that, it's going to be messy and I'm going to be like, "Hey, I don't talk as good as those people." And I don't have as many topics or I don't have interesting topics I can talk about. It's hard to keep going if your brain is filled with negativity, and that's the hardest part. So I guess I can sum this all up and say that comparing yourself is good as long as it keeps feeding you with good thoughts. If you are constantly comparing yourself to others and you're like, "Hey, this is helping me. This is something that I'm happy about." It's not causing me stress. It's something that I can work on to become a better person. By all means, keep going. Keep looking for role models. Keep trying to figure out how to make yourself better and keep taking good examples from people. But if comparing yourself to others is demotivating you, it's something that is bad and adds more negativity into your life. You don't need to compare yourself to others. Whatever progress that you make is certainly enough. You just got to take your own pace into things. Slow it down or pick up the pace as long as you feel comfortable with yourself.
And as long as you think that you're making progress and as long as you are happy with it, that's more than enough. You know, you don't need to compare yourself with other people. And that's completely fine. It all depends on the person and it all depends on how you truly react to comparing yourself to others. If it's good for you, keep going. If it's not, there's no need to do it. Just remember to always do what's best for you. So yeah, I watched Life in a Year just recently <laughs> because it was recommended. And uh, I gotta say, Life in a Year is a pretty nice movie to watch. It's quite similar to like Five Feet Apart and a bunch of movies that have a bunch of like tragic endings and all that. And, you know, Life in a Year kind of explains itself through the title. So, yeah, uh, if you guys don't want to hear about this movie and you don't want to hear any spoilers or anything like that, feel free to skip this because there might be a lot more. So uh, here it goes. I think my opinion on Life in a Year was... It's a clash between fantasy and reality. I think that Darren, if I'm not mistaken, that's his name, right? Jaden Smith, and I'll say Darren, because I think, yeah, Darren. So Darren has this plan and has this fantasy that he wants to be able to make sure that Isabel gets a whole life in the span of one year. So he proposes, he wants to marry, he wants to get the first pet, first house, and tackle all of these milestones in life that usually would take a really long time to get there. But instead, he would just squeeze it all into one year. And I think that's a really nice gesture, trying to give someone a life in a short amount of time. And I really think that that's nice. But the way that Isabel reacted at first was that it was all just a fantasy. She feels that, and I feel that as well, that if you are to attack all of these milestones, it would just become a superficial thing and simply a fantasy trying to give her a happy ending that she knows that will never be there, you know, because she's going to die. She has ovarian cancer, I think, and she's gonna, she only has one year to live. And the way that Isabel wanted to actually spend that time was to just live life how it is and not really sugarcoat anything. And the crazy thing is that I understand from both perspectives how they want to live their life. Like if you come from Darren's perspective, right, you would want to be able to give the person that you love everything in the entire world. You want to be able to uh, give that special thing, you know, those memorable moments, the happiness and fill her life with joy for as much as he can until he can't anymore i understand that it's it's something that we all feel that we want to do and as for isabel's perspective you know that you're about to die and you know that you don't have much time left and you don't really want to waste time on things that aren't important to you you want to be able to do things that you want to do and live life normally but at the same time aware that you're gonna die and if I were Isabel, I would feel the same as well because I would feel a little bit suffocated by the amount of milestones and the amount of things I have to do because for me, it's too much to squeeze one life in a year. And I would have the same reaction as her at first. I, I wouldn't want to be able to sugarcoat things. I wouldn't want to be able to have that reality. I wouldn't want to be able to run away from reality. And yeah, but in the end, they both came to a compromise. And in the end, she did reach the last milestone. 
I think so. But like, yeah, in the end, it all worked out. And it's sad to see someone know that they have time to die. But at the same time, it's a gift. It's a gift to actually know when you're about to die because you can spend all of that time preparing you can spend all of that time doing the things that you want to do, saying things you want to say to people and meeting people and just basically doing what you know is important in your own life. But at the same time, it gives more time for people and yourself to attach yourself to other people. It's scary. And there's no really easy way to get through this, but that's how it is, I suppose. Okay, enough of the depressing part, I guess. I really loved Life in the Year because it really had that clash, I guess, between those two people. I know that Jaden or Darren was from a really kind of high class family, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what's the correct term for it, but, you know, a family that has high hopes, that wants him to go to Harvard, that wants him to become a lawyer, I think. I don't know, a lawyer. But Isabel is more on the other side of the earth. She doesn't go to school. She basically wants to do life however she wants to do. And she doesn't really have much of a plan because, you know, she she's she doesn't need a plan. But that's how it is. And the clash between those two characters really did open each other's eyes on how life on Earth is, especially for Darren, because he started to realize that his plans are not his plans. They're actually his dad's plans. And it's scary, you know, to have someone else implement their own plans into yours. You know that you yourself don't want to do it or you yourself don't want to pursue, but you are pursuing it just because someone else told you to do so. Honestly, I think that's a scary thing to have. You'll be living a life that you never asked for, but you're living a life that is ideal for someone else. I'm glad that <laughs> in the end, uh, Darren's father was actually a little bit more understanding, I guess. And I'm glad that Darren <laughs> ruined the interview. In the end, I feel that when you have choices in your life, when you choose to make your own path, you cannot listen to anybody except for yourself because you yourself know what you want to do. If you want to become a rapper, like what he wanted to become, if you wanted to become an artist, you need to be able to listen to yourself and say, hey, I want to be able to do this. No one else is going to live that life and no one else will go through all of the hardships, all of the challenges, all of the bad things and all of the good things as well. Other than you, only you will be able to experience it. So I think that you yourself have the right to be able to choose what you want to do, right? If you're going to go through all of these challenges, if you're going to go through all of these obstacles, don't you have the right to be able to go through something that you're willing to go through? It makes a difference in actually wanting to go through that obstacle, wanting to go through these challenges as an artist. You want to be able to fight for it, right? Because that's something you want rather than going through obstacles and going through challenges just because you were forced to go into them. There's a difference and it will definitely affect your career later on. So. I think that it was a really good and smart choice for Darren to be able to realize what's actually going on thanks to Isabel because of her way of opening his eyes on this matter and showing him that he has talent and he has the ability to make songs and to make an album. He just needs to be able to pursue it, right? And 
taking him away from that actual nightmare of having to become a lawyer so yeah i think that was a really good point in the movie as well i think that the movie really did kind of open my eyes it showed me that you need to be able to do whatever that you want to do no matter what no matter how much time you have no matter what anyone else says whatever you want to do you just do it you just go for it take time enjoy it and really really ask yourself what you want in this life and the coolest thing too was that they had a hedgehog which really reminded me of my two babies (laughs) but yeah that was a nice movie although it did end in the ending that we all had expected which was isabel dying and you know uh darren kind of moving on from it trying his best i think that it really did show this side of life where you just have to be able to move on and accept that people will come and go in your life but you just gotta be happy that you met them and happy that they were a part of your life so yeah life in a year it, it was a great movie so would recommend <laughs> definitely i have a confession to make confession that i'm not entirely proud of but it's something that i really kind of want to share to you guys which also involves me having to expose myself (laughs) but i think a week ago actually i think about two weeks ago i lost my pet hedgehog ilona and honestly it was completely my fault i didn't close the cage correctly and because she always always loves to adventure and go out and find a means of escape and you know because she's a houdini right she found her way out and of course vlad the other hedgehog of course vlad just really didn't care or didn't do anything when i found him the other day he was just chilling same in the cage you know even though the hatch was open and all that he he didn't care (laughs) but yeah ilona was gone and by the time i had realized it it had already been more than like 12 hours more than that so i looked around in my yard i looked around in the shed i looked everywhere outside too and i could not for the love of god find her i just i don't know because she likes running right she likes exploring she likes going to places so it would be impossible for me to find her unless she was somewhere nearby but i don't think that was the case and yeah I looked for her for literally morning, night, and then morning, night again. And, you know, it was just every time that I had went out or any time that I stepped outside, I would just keep my eyes peeled for her, seeing if I saw a little white spiky thing (laughs) walking around. But I just couldn't find her. And, you know, around the third day, I kind of came to a realization that she was gone and i just had to accept it and vlad there of course vlad didn't care about anything right he was just you know taking his time chilling out doing nothing at all and i was completely devastated i i don't know i really did like ilona i loved her so much because of her character you know her personality of running around and she's the easiest one to hold she doesn't jump around or freak out too much she trusts me she knows me she recognizes me and i love that so much about her but when the day that she was gone i was like well that's it it's hey (laughs) 
so i lost her and yeah but fast forward to a week later well to be precise nine days later and i had dinner with my family and then on our way back to our house i got to the house i opened the car door and right below me was a spiky white thing just like running around and i was like eh I was like, huh? I thought that was Vlad because I thought, oh my god, did I leave the cage open again? Must have been Vlad escaping. But Vlad and Ilona have two different bodies. Ilona is more to like the skinny slim kind of side. I don't know why I feed her as much as I can. But she really just exercises a lot. So I guess that's her body. And then Vlad is just like really big and puffy because he doesn't really do anything other than sleep. And yeah, but when I looked there, when I saw her on the road, it was more of a slim kind of body. So I was like, oh crap, this is Ilona. Oh my god. And then when I went to her, she didn't really flinch or anything. She kind of understood that it was me, I suppose. And she just really let it be. And then I picked her up, put her in my yard for a while while i was setting up the cage again for her and then yeah i placed her back in and she was really skinny at that time i i was like oh my god i can't believe that she came back and when i fed her she basically ate probably her own body weight because like she was really skinny you you could tell that she was skinny so she ate her own body weight she drank a lot of water and then once i put her back in the cage she just sat down lied down and just rested for a while she must have been really tired and really scared and hungry from adventuring out there because i have no idea where she went she came back really dirty but i don't know what to feel <laughs> i was really happy that she came back and i was also proud too because like she made her way back she came back and you know she survived nine days out in the wild with all the cars with all the people and i don't know i don't think they have any natural predators but yeah i was really proud of her because i knew for a fact that she wouldn't go down easily and she wouldn't die easily because she's not that type to get lost and you know give up or whatever she's an adventure she will definitely find her way and i was definitely relieved when she found her way back here and yeah so that was my little predicament with my hedgehogs and I'm glad that everything turned out okay. Really surprised though, really shocked that she came back. I never expected it, but I'm really glad she did. So yeah, I'll have to keep a mental note to never, ever, ever leave the cage open and to always double check it because you never know if it happens again. But I'm kind of glad that she did have that escape or had that adventure. She has always wanted to go out and I hope that she did get her little taste of the outside world. And of course, I'll let her out again, but I'll keep both eyes on her. So, ladies and gentlemen, Ilona. Lovely, lovely Ilona. So, since September is coming to an end and October is on its way, almost there, I guess I wanted to talk about autumn or fall because I was just listening to Taylor Swift's Back to December and it just took me back to how much I truly do love the cold seasons, especially autumn. I love autumn. Winter, winter is okay. I mean, it's a winter wonderland. There's snow everywhere and it's kind of fun to play around, but I truly think that I have a special connection with autumn. Autumn is my absolutely favorite, favorite season. And there's a lot of reasons as to why I feel that way. 
I feel like during autumn, there's a lot of crisp leaves just laying around everywhere. And having those crisp leaves and having the wind blow ever so strongly and just the changing of seasons, it creates a completely different environment from all the other seasons. I mean, each season is distinct, but yeah. And I love how during autumn, the leaves all change into different colors. It's amazing how you can see that there's green, there's yellow, there's red, there's brown, and then there's just like really crispy, crispy, crispy leaves everywhere. And I just absolutely love that. It's amazing to be able to go to the mountain range or go to the forest and just see a sea of red or a sea of yellow and green just mixing around. It's a totally different environment, a totally different scene that you don't see or you don't get to see all the time. And it just reminds you how beautiful this world is and how beautiful everything in it is. I, I absolutely love it. You know, especially especially the leaves because you can jump in the leaves as well as they fall to the ground and yeah <laughs> i miss that i love how the wind is crisp and it makes your cheeks and your face all dry and you have to wear chapstick and all those like moisturizers and stuff because if not your skin is gonna itch and all that and i love how you have a little bit of a blush to your skin and to your face because it's really cold and the wind and everything like that what is there to not love about fall and what about autumn i love the cinnamon rolls i love the <laughs> spice pumpkin lattes and i love the hot mochas hot chocolates i love the blankets you know you got to switch your summer blankets to thicker ones and i love how you can layer all of your clothes you can start wearing more and more layers you can start dressing up a little bit you can choose to be more comfy in comfier fabrics like wool or other things like that because it's a time where things are starting to cool down and it feels as if the world itself is shutting down i love that i really do it's kind of like preparing for winter as well things are slowing down things are ready to hibernate the world itself is ready to take a break i absolutely love that and one thing that i truly feel that's special about autumn is the warmth that you feel from the people around you it just it's there and i absolutely love how autumn is the season that makes you truly feel the warmth of your loved ones and the warmth of everyone who really cares about you the world becomes a chilly and cold place the world starts to become darker you know it becomes gloomy there are days where the sun is barely out and all you can feel is just the really strong gust of wind. But the thing is, when you're with someone you love or when you're with the people who care about you, everything starts to seem a little bit warmer. You know, when you're with a group of friends outside, even though you're outside and the wind is howling, right? Because that's usually what happens during autumn. Your laugh and your jokes and your smiles with the people around you is gonna warm you up and make your body feel all cozy 
or probably when you're hanging out with your family chilling under one big blanket and just watching movies and watching netflix all day you're gonna feel that warmth rather than the coldness of the world around you even if you're sharing a special moment with a loved one or someone that you truly do cherish right even though coldness surrounds you your face will start to blush your cheeks start to become a little bit more red and you feel the warmth around you it truly does and i know that winter is the same as well though i do beg to differ i feel like winter is a lot warmer than autumn but i think it's because of the wind i guess it's mainly because of the wind because winter it's not really that cold unless it's like a snowstorm or something like that but i truly do feel that autumn is the time you can really experience that warmth that joy that happiness and you can share it with the ones around you it's a really nice time i i have to say that <laughs> maybe it's just me overthinking or maybe it's just me thinking too deep about this concept or about this matter but it's something that i will truly appreciate about autumn you know it's something that i will always look forward to if i ever get to experience autumn again which will probably be a long time from now but i i can't wait i really can't wait <laughs> it makes me feel close to the people around me it reminds me of how human we are and how much impact we have on the people around us. If summers are meant to be spent with a bunch of memories and a bunch of moments with friends and family, right? I feel like autumn is a time to cherish them. It's really nice, you know. And I feel that I feel that I really do love colder seasons rather than the hot ones, but that's just probably my preference. So I really do hope to be able to experience autumn again. Can't really wait, honestly. But I have to say one thing and one thing only. Autumn, you really did stole my heart. So yeah. And that's all I have for this week's episode. I feel like this is a really comfy kind of episode. I'm not sure. It's truly a bundle of everything. But I really did love talking about autumn. It really did make me feel like I wanted to go downstairs and just make a cup of hot cocoa and have a little bit of cinnamon rolls. Oh my god, those are so good. I want I want them right now. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely did love to talk about that and the rest as well. It was really nice. I hope that this episode has made your day a little bit better and I hope that you enjoyed it a lot. Really do appreciate you guys listening to me. It means a lot to me. It means the world to me. I gotta hand it to you. And as always, be sure to follow the Waffling Podcast for any random updates and reels. I think I'm gonna release a few reels, or at least one reel this time. So be sure to look out for that. Again, hope you guys are having a good week, and hope you guys have a smile on your face because it's always good to smile in your life and just have a good day. <laughs> that's all i have for this week thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in the next one bye bye